God. God, I liked you. I liked you. Rivals. My brother lied to me, man. I came to the country. I don't know, I don't know about rivals. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I came to the country in 2012, and then my brother uh, was a huge uh, Washington fan because he was living here, and then he was, and then that's the year RG3 was coming in. The amount well, of yeah, so, so wait, you, be, you became a fan right after RG3? Right before he joined. You caught a glimpse of that. Okay, when, okay. When, when they were when they were in talks to when they were in talks uh, to potentially trade for what's his name Peyton Manning, and then he ended up going to the Broncos. Around that time is when my brother was like, I still wasn't like a fan fan. I was still learning the game, but I was like, yeah. eh, I guess I'm living here, so like it makes sense to just support the team that I'm like near. So if something good happens, at least I get to enjoy it. But guess what? Yeah. You're bamboozled. <laughs> I think Manning just said, hey, I just don't want to go to the shittiest team ever created. Oh, and they're like, all right, yeah, we'll, just, we'll just choose the Broncos for you. Change, change in ownership soon, come, man. Yeah, that'll bring promise. But this whole thing has been being recorded. So, football fans, welcome to week seven <laughs> of the Pick'em Show. We got Naive, we got Hamoud, and we got some, uh, some pre-Pick'em chatter about the, the commanders. And we're going to get to them a little bit later. In this pickup show, but we're going to start with the Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are f- favored by six and a half points here. What do y'all got here? What are your predictions? Oh, please go ahead. Man, I don't know where to get started with this game because I'm not going to lie. Early on, I kind of liked what the Browns were doing. I mean, they move the ball real nice sometimes, especially with Nick Chubb. I know, apart from the Patriots, nobody's going to stop Nick Chubb the way they. Uh, they did, but man, the Ravens are too electric. I mean, if if Lamar is healthy, I'm taking Lamar all day. That defense still can make plays. I think they close this game out at least out of all the ones they've let slip. They they take this one home for sure. Okay, you got a score prediction? Yeah. Oh man, uh, yeah, I'd say 27-14 for this one. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I don't think they get much on the board. Okay, okay, knife. Uh, honestly, I mean, the Ravens have been really shaky as of late. I mean, they, they get ahead in games. Looks like they're going to put the team out, and then all of a sudden, they let a fraud like the New York Giants win a ball game. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that was like close to being one of my locks last week. But, no, I, I, I think the Ravens bounce back. I think they're going to put the uh, the Browns out. Uh, if, if they can key in on Nick Chubb and stop him, Patriots already showed you the blueprint. That's how you can beat the Browns. Though the Browns have a really good receiver who's obviously uh, just worth a fifth-round pick, according to Dallas Cowboys management. Uh, I think it'll be a little closer than 27-14. I think it's a divisional game. I see it being a six-point difference, maybe 24-17, 27-21-ish. But the Ravens are taking this one. Okay. So the past three. Lamar's not gonna do this two times, man. Lamar's not gonna do this. He's not not gonna do it a fourth time and just let it slip. Well, it's funny you say that because I think that's exactly what's gonna happen. Wow. Three three weeks ago, they were up on the Dolphins, and Lamar blew it. Last week they were up on the Giants. Lamar blew it. I think it's gonna happen again. I think they're gonna go up in this game again. They're gonna put up twenty six points, and then the Browns at the end of the game are gonna come back and win it at the last minute. Browns. 27, Ravens, 26. Lamar continues to falter, falter, falter. Moving on. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Carolina Panthers. Bucks are favored by 13 points. 
Lucky 13. What do you all have to say about this one? Panthers are going to win this game, right? Obviously. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> with all that. With all that uh, In bizarro world, maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, the Panthers are not winning this game. They don't stand a chance. Brady's coming off a loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. No chance. Uh, I have the Bucks winning this one handedly. I think they win by at least three scores. You know, whatever the over is, take it. Uh, so, Bucks. Bucks by three scores at least. Yeah, my, my, my only fear in this game is the Bucks don't cover because Brady can't get touchdowns on the board, honestly. What's going on, Amar? Yeah, so that, that's really my only fear there. Brady doesn't put enough points. I mean, the Panthers' defense is, isn't that bad. I mean, they got a good front line too, but there's not a chance. I don't think even... Oh, they haven't traded them? They haven't traded no, them yet. No, he's, they're holding on. They're to actually going to field. They're going to field eleven players. Are we sure? <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to see that myself. But no, I think the yeah. Bucks definitely win and cover there. Fourteen points plus. Okay, Almar, we're we're ta- welcome by the way, and we're, we're talking about the Bucks at the Panthers. Um, Bucks are favored by thirteen. Who do you got here? Ooh. Um... That's a pretty big line, uh, but I think <coughs> given that everything that's gone on with the Panthers this week, I can see them covering that. I can see like a, I can see like a twenty-seven to ten type game here, something along those lines. Because okay. they literally, you know, they traded away their best player, well, their supposed best player, and yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if. In the next week, you see, you know, two or three other guys get traded, and I think, I think that that atmosphere right now is like team tank. Everybody knows it's team tank, and it's just, you know, I can kind of see it percolating into the mindsets of the players, and that's really hard to have, you know, to have a locker room where everybody knows that you're trying to lose games at this point, and you know, to have them go out and really try to win this game. I mean, I'm sure the players want to win. But I feel like they probably feel disincentivized to win. So I, in this case, I can definitely see them. I would take the over here on this. Okay. Well, as mentioned before, guys, the Panthers are no longer trying to win games. All right? They are very clearly tanking. And as I mentioned in the chat, free DJ Moore, free Shaq Thompson, Free their mascot, Pete the Panther, or whatever his name is. Free the concession stand workers. Uh, free everyone that is, is on this team and, and forced to play a game for the Panthers. I mean, this is really pathetic what's, what's going on with this team. They're clearly going to go for this number one pick for next year. Um, Bucks are going to route them. 35 hey, 10. Who's, who's starting at QB? Wow. What's that? Who's starting at QB? Is it PJ Walker or is it Darnold Walker? I don't know. It's, it depends. If he's bad, I know Darnold and uh, the other guy, their other rookie, was on, were on IR for a long time. So I mean, I don't know if he's back yet or what. But hey, I think I think Walker's their best quarterback, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think what Mo meant to say is which scrub is starting for the Panthers today. And then uh, my answer is: Does it really matter? It doesn't. Does it really matter? They're not trying to win. They're not trying to win. They, they're they're trading. I mean, they're pl- very much so planning for next year with this McCaffrey thing. So. Anyway, moving on. The Atlanta Falcons at the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals are favored by six and a half points. What say you? I'm going to go for that. Go for this. I think they'll cover that. 
I think I think they'll cover that. I think I think Cincinnati is uh, they're kind of starting to turn things around a little bit. I mean, I don't I don't think they're like Super Bowl contenders, at least not right now. But I think you know I think they're still a good team overall. Um, and I think you know we kind of saw Jamar Chase wake up a little bit last week. And I think that that can carry over into a game like this. I think Atlanta's still, well, not I think. I'm pretty sure still in like rebuild mode, right? They're still trying to find their quarterback. They have good weapons, but I, I just think that I can see Cincy going on a bit of a roll here, like, you know, from three, four in a row here. So I, I can see winning this something like 28-21 maybe, 28-20, something like that. Okay. A mood knife. We all got. I kind of like. I kind of like. Uh, I definitely like the Bengals here to, to win the game. I don't know if they cover, but mm-hmm. yeah, I just don't. I just don't see Mariota uh, leading that team to another win like that. I mean, uh, I don't see it. The Bengals got it right last week. I think they build off that momentum. They keep going. I don't think they that offensive line has much of a shot to protecting Burrow. But unless he gets hurt, they're winning this game. I think that defense has some studs on the. On the line. I don't think they've been, uh, from what I've seen at least, they've been good at stopping the run. And I think the Falcons, that's all they got for them. They don't get that going. Kyle Pitts ain't going to score 10 touchdowns again. It's not happening anymore. Well, he uh, barely gets 10 targets. She <laughs> <laughs> can get 10 targets. Uh, I mean, listen, guys, we're six weeks through the season so far. We know a few things. We know the Eagles are good. We know Josh Allen's the best quarterback in the NFL currently. And one thing we know is we don't know what Atlanta Falcons team we're going to see on Sunday. I mean, one week they're absolute dog water, and one week they're beating my lock and Omar's lock of the week. I don't know what we're going to see. I, th- I mean, I think this is going to be closer than the spread suggests. I do see the Bengals taking this one. But also, when it, when it comes to Cincy, I don't know what Cincy team we're going to see. You know, one week they look good. The other week they're keeping the Saints in the game. Uh, Saints played the Falcons pretty well, too. I see this being closer than uh, expected. I think you said the spread was six, Omar? Six and a half. Right? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I, don't, I think it's going to be a three-point game. I have the Bengals winning 24 to 21. Okay. Guys, the Falcons are frisky, man. I mean, you can look at this team and say, like, Pitts is underperforming. Drake London is underperforming. Mariota randomly has good or, or, or bad games. Cordero Patterson is out. The running backs are just kind of average. Who is on their defensive line pass or, you know pass rush other than Grady Jarrett? But every week they perform well, and it's usually in the third and fourth quarter. The Falcons are overperforming. Okay, they have a great coach. This new coach is Arthur Smith. is is a great coach. And the Bengals, I feel like, are underperforming. The fact that that Saints game was even close like last week is, is telling me something about the Bengals team. Guys, I think the Falcons pull out this game. 20-18 to 18 in a very, okay. very close one. 18. That's scoring me right there, man. 20-18. to 18. How are they, they going to get to 18? You want to break that down? I don't know. How, 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 how did the Bucks get to 18 last week? Wasn't it 20-18 to 18 in that game too? I don't know. It happens. Safeties, field goals. I don't know. Stuff like that. Moving on. Detroit Lions at the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys are favored by six and a half points. This is like the third six and a half point spread. Vegas loves this spread for some reason. We got two Cowboys fans on the call. What do you guys say? Oh, I go for it. 
I think I I so I think this is going to be a little close, or I I don't think it's going to be. I don't think we'll over this. Like um, everybody knows how I feel about Dak, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little bit of rust he has to knock off. Um, you know, especially since it's his throwing hand. So I can definitely see us being more run heavy, probably going for less, you know, big explosive plays because we kind of have to work that back into the offense. And the thing is, is like as bad as Detroit's defense is, and they're horrible, their offense is pretty good as far as explosive plays go. I don't know if they're consistent, but as far as explosive plays goes, and I know our defense has been great, but... You know, I, I can't expect a shutout or a complete, you know, you know, a, a clampdown of an explosive offense like you know week after. Like it's just the way the league is. So, I, I, I still think we win. I still think the Cowboys win this game, but I don't think that they cover. I think it'll be something like twenty-eight to twenty-four, something like that, because I think the Lions just have a lot of explosive playmaking, you know, explosive offense. And, you know, we still have to get Dak back in the groove. And um, so I can see it being a close game in that sense. 28-24? Yep. What, what did the Lions do in their last – I mean, I know they're coming off bias. So they're probably coming in prepared. What, what did they score last game? Because I think they're going to score three times as much. Oh, zero? They got yeah. they got blank twenty nine zero by the Patriots. Okay, two weeks ago. maybe I'm mistaken here. How many how many teams have scored over twenty against the Cowboys this year? One, one, one. And the Lions are going to be the second team. To, hell no, absolutely okay. not, absolutely not. Dak Prescott's been on the sideline for about five weeks right now, just watching Cooper Rush take over. I mean, he's been winning ball games. Rush won four straight out of the gate. He went four and one. You think Dax is going to just sit there and be all right with throwing for 180 yards and touchdown or two? No. Dak is going to go off. Gallup's going to score a touchdown. Parsons coming off a game where he did pretty much nothing. He was uh, relegated to just playing linebacker for the most part. He's going to be rushing the quarterback. Goff is a stationary bike there trying to throw the ball. He's going to get sacked like seven times. I think Cowboys. What, what's what, what's the spread? Six points. Six Cowboys by twenty four. Oh <laughs> Cowboys I by twenty four. Right, I hope it. you're right. Book it. Okay. Book how, it. How, how many points are the Lions going to score? <laughs> well, I mean, it might be like thirty one to seven. Uh, okay. Yeah, maybe right. they attempt a field goal. I'll give them. All right, fine. Cowboys by twenty one. Thirty one to seven. <laughs> okay. All right. <coughs> yeah. Gonna... I, look, I don't. Honestly, I don't think I know the Cowboys where the Cowboys are with Dak in the lineup. I feel like they might run, stay away from the runners, you know, not like uh, the previous games with Cooper Russian, but I do know they're better than the Lions. There's not a chance the Lions are going to stay in this game much. Um, like you said, I mean, uh, unless Swift, yeah, unless Amon Ross St. Brown like decides to, you know, wreck this game or Swift is healthy, I don't even know if he is, there's, there's not a chance the Lions are going to put that many points. I think they're too... They're scrappy. I do like the Lions. I like Dan Campbell, and I like the way they play football. But, man, they're not going to stay in this game. Not with that defense. Dallas defense. What do you got score-wise? Score oh, yeah. I'm going to take 31-14. Okay. I think the fact that you guys got Dak back is going to be great for you guys, honestly. 
And okay, so of the four sides of this ball, there's you know some uncertainty about Dak coming back uh, in terms of what the offense is going to look like. I think the Dallas defense is pretty consistently really good. Uh, the Lions offense, you know, can be good, can be bad, but the one consistent unit on this defense in in this game is the Lions defense. They are bad every single game without fail. Cowboys are going to win this 37, but the Lions are going to put up 24. So 37, 24. So just one quick point. Yeah. Uh, I saw a really good stat today. So since 2020, since the start of 2020, the highest scoring quarterback or the quarterback who has led the highest scoring offense on average has been Dak Prescott. Higher than Mahomes, higher than Josh Allen, higher than all those guys. So I know I went conservative with my approach, but it would not surprise me if we came out and dropped like 30, 35, maybe even 40 points. Because remember last year when Dak took no reps in the preseason, he he wasn't even practicing for three, four weeks. And they came out and they played great in that Tampa Bay game. So it would not surprise me if that offense goes off. Absolutely. Chatter. He heard the chatter. Hell hath no fury like a Dakota scorned. He's going <laughs> off this week. Book it. Book it. Nice. I, I like it. I like it. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the New York Giants at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars are favored by three points. What do you guys see in this game? The Jaguars are taking this, guys. I'm... Like, Ooh. I'm so sick of – I'm telling you, the Giants are the worst 5-1 team in NFL history. And I think the Jets – or um, the Jaguars win this 27-17. to 17. So they cover that. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty surprised that the Jags are expected to win this game um, uh, based on the line. But I, I do like the Jags in this game. I mean, once – they lost the Colts last week, right? But they, yeah. whenever they got that offensive offense going, man, I think they finally found Etienne. They finally figured out what that guy can do. Um, I think the Jags will get on the board um, quite a good amount of times here. I think they win um, 27-25, 24, sorry. And, Close uh, game. I, th- I think they win this one, though. Okay. Nice. Jags are winning this one. I mean... Last week, I told you the Giants were frauds. I can't say that anymore uh, after last week. Uh, they're all right. I think they have a great coach. I think they have a great running back. I think he's eventually going to get hurt. You know what? I think he gets hurt in the third quarter. I hope he doesn't. I got him on a bunch of fantasy teams. But, I, I you know, it's, what, what are we, seven weeks into the season? He should be getting hurt right now. I think the Jags win a close one here, 24-17. Wow. You know, it's amazing how Vegas is not even taking this team seriously after their 5-1 and one start. You know, to continue, I mean, J- Jacksonville favored by three points against the 5-1 and one team. You know, Almar, you, you talk about how this is the worst 5-1 and one team in history. Guys, I think they're going to be the worst 6-1 and one team in history because <laughs> they're going to win this game. Jaguars are not the team that are going to beat them. I mean, they beat better teams than the Jaguars. I think eventually, you're, you're right, the Giants are going to show up to be frauds, but it's not this week. Jaguars win 28-24. Yeah, 
Moving on. Indianapolis Colts at the Tennessee Titans. Titans favored by two and a half points. What do you guys see here? I'm taking the Titans. Yeah, I'm taking the Titans. Yeah, man, Vrabel, that team will figure out a way. I mean, I don't think the Colts will get them, uh, get them to stop here. I like the Titans in this game. I'm not really sure why I like the Titans, but I know I like the Titans to, to beat the Colts in the division. Uh, Vrabel won't lose this one. I think they'll uh, they'll take a lead in the in the conference and the sorry division if they win this one right so yeah i think they beat them i don't think it's uh gonna be that crazy of a game but 17 14 for the titans i'll tell you why you like the titans you like the titans because of matt ryan that's why you like yes. The yes. 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 that's exactly what i was thinking um, exactly I think, I think tennessee wins this just seems like it's going to be one of those uh grind it out games like and i think tennessee kicks a late field goal doesn't have to be as time you know like a walk-off but i think a late field goal gets this done so you said 17 14 i'll go a little higher and say 20 to 17 something like that okay yeah i mean yeah. I, I i like the titans too because matt ryan is playing quarterback for the colts like or what i just said but uh one interesting i mean aside from the fact that it's a divisional game they're usually close is uh, Jonathan Taylor's back. I mean, he hasn't been going all year. Uh, he's had some rest. It could go. It could go anyway. The game's in Tennessee, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, I have the Titans winning this one. Battle of the running backs. I think it's going to be 31-23 to 23, Tennessee. Okay. So, from what I've seen this year so far, the Titans have pretty poor offensive weapons okay they're, they're, you know Tra- Traylon Burks is still out the rest of the receivers aren't that great tight end isn't that great <clears throat> they have Derrick Henry but you know like you said for for Saquon it's only a matter of time before Derrick Henry gets injured and then wh- whoever is behind them I don't know Dontrell Hilliard they haven't given Hassan Haskins any any carries Ryan Tannehill I don't really believe in that guy and the Titans defense guys they're, they're a terrible defense. The Titans defense have one of the worst pass defenses in the league. So despite what you say about Matt Ryan, he's going to show up in this game. He's going to get the ball to Pittman. He's going to get the ball to Mo Ali Cox. And they're going to win this game, guys. They're going to upset the Titans. Mo, Mo Ali Cox. Mo Ali. I can't, I can't Arabize Cox, but yeah, Mo Ali Cox. <laughs> Colts upsetting the Titans 29 29- to 20. I could have, but I'm not going to. Moving on to the next game. Green Bay Packers at the Washington Commanders. Packers are favored by four and a half points. Hamoud, what do you got? Man, uh, this, this is a tough one. So my wife's a big uh, Packers fan. Um, I'm a big Washington fan, so it's going to be a very quiet game for sure. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. I, you tell me. Look, I don't like... I love our offensive weapons, um, receivers more specifically. I like Heineke. Do I think he can throw to them very well? No, but I love the scrappiness of this guy. I know Chase Young's not back yet, but I think our defense is, is still going to keep uh, Green Bay a little slower than they're expecting. Aaron Jones might finally uh, have a have a get back game here, but I think Washington wins this one. I don't know how, but we're going to find a way. 21-20. Okay. Wow. Nice. All right. Uh, I, I think pigs are also going to start flying. 
<laughs> Mo also believes in Santa Claus, apparently. <laughs> That's his team, man. About? No way. No way, man. No way. Aaron Rodgers looked like, and this is, this is like slowly becoming my favorite term, absolute dog water last week. And the Packers are going to stomp on the commies. I think Heineke is a better quarterback than Wentz right now. And I still think the Packers are going to win the Sanity. Four, I have it. No, I have it. Two scores at the very least. I think the Packers win this one. 34, say 17. Wow. Okay. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, um, so it's just been too much noise this week about that Packers offense. Aaron Rodgers has been complaining. He says he wants to simplify the offense. Um, and I think, you know, there's only so there's only so much you can do when you're kind of when your Hall of Fame quarterback is asking you to do something. And I think, you know, the the coach capitulate like I would be very surprised if they didn't adjust a little bit. So I can see Rodgers having a much better game this week. Um, you know, because I think they will quote unquote simplify things, do some of the stuff that he probably wants to do. <clears throat> so and I do agree with Mo. I, I, I do think that Washington has good weapons. Like, that's – as a Dallas fan, it actually kind of makes me, like, a little sad. I'm just like, man, you guys have good weapons, but you got – I mean, not that I'm sad you guys suck. It's just kind of like, man, you guys have so many weapons, and you're just, like, wasting them. And, I mean, it's good for us, but I don't see – Heineke is, like you said, he's very scrappy, but I, I just don't think he can keep up with Rodgers. Um, especially if you get a better version of Aaron Rodgers this week, which is what I think you'll get. So I think you're looking at something like, I'll say 35 to 23. I think you'll get something. Because I think you have Washington trying to put up points later in the game, but I think the game will be, uh, the score won't be indicative of what I think the actual game will be. Okay. Yeah, you know, this line is kind of surprising to me, you know, Packers by four and a half points, you know, in, in years past, I mean, this would have been a much bigger line. The Packers, just as a franchise, you know, just usually much better than Washington. But I'm I'm very conflicted about this game because the, the, the Packers had been underperforming all year. I mean, like in a very, very strange way. And the Commanders... Like you guys mentioned, have great weapons. I mean, I think Brian Robinson is really good. I think even Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Doxson, Curtis Sam. I mean, like on and on and on. They have like really, really, really good weapons. Even their their tight ends. Aaron Rodgers, man. For some reason, I just can't pick against this guy. Even they do bad every single week for the past few weeks. I just, this guy to me is like one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. So while I can definitely see a Washington upset here, I'm not going to pick against Aaron Rodgers. I might be wrong, but I'm picking the Packers 24-17 with the caveat that I would not be surprised if Washington steals this one. If we lose this game, it's because of our kicker. I promise. You. <laughs> okay. The only way we Interesting. Lose. Okay. Here's, Interesting. Here's a question. If, if Washington loses this game, does Rivera's seat start getting you like like you start feeling it a little bit? Um, because I feel like that's starting to pick up a little bit at this point. At the end of the season, at the end of the season, it will be. I think throughout this season, I don't think there's much to argue. I mean, his starting quarterback just got 
where he, he doesn't have much to work with. I think personally, give the rookie some reps, see if he got potential, make make the coach look better if he actually is for a next uh, for a good next season. But we yeah. decided to go Heineke, so we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, uh, I got I got another question. Sorry, Omar, but what coach can you envision taking this team to the next level? Because I can't see it. Joe Gibbs. I, I think you need an absolute cleansing of this entire franchise. You know what? Maybe you guys should move somewhere. You know, it worked out for the for the Browns. They, they they went to Baltimore. They won a Super Bowl. You guys have nothing going for you guys. So I like I, I used to hate the Redskins. And then one day I just woke up and realized I don't hate you guys. I just feel bad for you guys. That's what I did. Pity. Pity is what I feel. Like I want to see you guys do well. I mean, I, I, I see the fan base. You got you know you guys have a huge fan base. You guys have a crappy team, and uh, it hurts to see. I, I hate the Eagles. I hate the, the Giants. That's, that's the problem. Yeah, the, you're right. You're right. No, the owner. I agree with you. Is the issue, and I would have been more supportive of this team if they if they had a better owner. And they didn't do these little things like charging so much for preseason tickets, and even to come out to training camp, and then charging so much for parking, and then putting all those blocks next to the metro so people can't walk from the metro station to the stadium. There's like all these little things Snyder does. It's like really, really dirty. So you know where the most expensive concessions in in, NFL, in the NFL are? It's Washington yeah. Stadium. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a and lot of issues, worst, and it's the worst stadium place. in the league yeah, too. I know. Exactly. I know. Hopefully, they get new ownership. It would be really nice to have a good team here with good ownership. But we'll, we'll go ahead and move along. New York Jets at the Denver Broncos, guys. The Jets are favored by one and a half points in this game. You just reminded me. You just reminded me. I need to change my pick em. I had I had the Broncos winning. I need yeah. to change that ASAP. Okay. Uh, I think Russell Wilson's not playing. Not. Uh, previously, this team, I told you, it was the New York frauds. They are no longer frauds. I think they're going to win this game handedly. Wait a minute. It's at Denver. I'm changing my mind as we speak. I think it'll be a little closer. <laughs> uh, I think the Jets are going to take this one, though. I don't, I, I don't, I don't think Rippin has what it takes. I mean, for us, didn't. I don't see Rippin having it in him. Uh, Jets, 27, Denver, 13. Mm. Damn. I, I think it's going to be a lot closer than that. I think, I think the Broncos, I do think they have an elite defense. That defense is really good. Um, and I think the Jets' defense is becoming very good. Robert Saleh is doing a great job with Ahmed Gardner, who him and Sertan, I think, are going to be two of the top corners in this league very soon, if Sertan's not already there. The problem is, is I think you're going to get really bad quarterback play because um, you have two, in my opinion, you have two mid-quarterbacks going up against elite or soon-to-be close-to-elite defenses, Zach Wilson against Denver, and then well, Brett Rippin against uh, the Jets' defense. Um, but I feel like Russ has been so off this year. I just wonder how much worse can you get, right? And I can see – I'm still going to take the Jets, but it's going to be a very close game. And I'm going to take the I'm going to take the line, actually. I'm going to say 21 to 20 here, something like that, because – I can see this being a very ugly defensive oriented game with the you know one score like literally one point being the difference here. Okay. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take the Jets, but it's gonna be an it's gonna be a slugfest. This one, I'm I'm glad it's not a play, it's not a primetime game because this one's gonna be tough to watch. I think. I mean, those defenses both look real solid. I think there's one weapon in this game that can wreck it all, and it's Brees Hall. That's it. That's the only guy we got in this game that's gonna win it for them. Um, I think the Jets win solely because of that guy moving the ball for them. Um, I think it's a low scoring game, uh, 17 to 14. For the Jets. All right. Yeah, guys, one of the beautiful things about the NFL is that at the beginning of the season, nobody would have thought Jets at Broncos that Jets would be favored by a point and a half. But this is similar to me to the Falcons and the Bengals and that you have one team that's like overperforming. The Jets are way, way, way overperforming and the Broncos are way, way underperforming. And it wasn't only Russell Wilson. He was just he was just one part of it. I mean, Hackett, his offense, uh, and you know, like eventually, you know, like Melvin Gordon, you get all these like weird comments from him in the in, in the post game, and he's upset. And I mean, at some point, this defense is going to get frustrated, you know, with the offense doing nothing. And I think that's what's going to happen this week. And guys, I got I got the Jets beating the Broncos twenty to nine. I think oh, wow. I, I think I think the Bron- I think things are going to start happening with the Broncos that are going to look similar to the Panthers, perhaps. You know, I mean, they're just going to keep going down, and it, it's just a bad environment there. So, uh, the Seahawks' uh, twenty twenty three draft pick pick is going to continue to get better, and I love to see it. So, moving uh, on. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, Omar, go ahead. before you move on, yeah, just yeah, one yeah. thing. I mean, the other two guys said it's going to be a close game. You guys are aware that the Jets went into Lambeau last week. One by three scores against Aaron Rodgers, right? There, yep. you guys are aware that they're going into Denver and they're not facing Russell Wilson here. They're facing what's what's the guy's name? Rippin. Yeah, last time there was a, a good quarterback named Rippin. It was like 1988, and he was <laughs> playing for the Redskins. They don't even exist anymore. It's not happening, yeah. guys. This Jets team is for real. They're winning by a couple scores. They do it this week. I'll be a believer. Put it like that. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not saying they're gonna. I'm not saying this is the Jets being bad on offense in general. I think it's just the Broncos' defense somehow finding a way to keep them in the game. Other than that, I think the Jets against again like a Packers defense ripped yeah. them into shreds. Right. Yeah. yeah. True. All right. Moving on to the next game: the Houston Texans at the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are favored by seven points. What do you guys have to say about this? So there is a part of me that really, really wants to pick Houston here. I, I saw a stat, actually. Their defense has actually been surprisingly good this, this season. I don't remember the exact stat, but they're like top five, and I think it was scoring or something. I don't remember exactly. So I was a little surprised to see that. I'm, I'm really tempted to pick Houston because I can kind of see it. The Raiders have been underperforming like crazy. But I just can't do it here. I'm 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 gonna pick the Raiders, um, but I think it's something like twenty to thirteen, something like that, twenty three to thirteen. Um, I don't understand why. You know, Derek Carr to me is like the most mid quarterback in the league because even like even Kirk Cousins, like in that one p.m. slot, looks like a Pro Bowl or All Pro quarterback when he's not like in prime time sometimes. But bro, you have like these weapons on your team and yet you're still putting up like 150, 160 passing yards a game. And I don't understand it. Maybe it's Josh McDaniels. Who knows? 
but I'll pick the Raiders here somewhat reluctantly, and I'll say like 20 to 13. Okay. I'm with that. Nice, go for it. I don't, I don't like this game. I'll tell you why I don't like this game. I don't like this game because we're going to have another week of, hey, look, Derek Carr might be for real. Derek Carr is not for real. Derek Carr is the only quarterback that can make David Carr look like he's an okay quarterback. <laughs> Honestly, the Raiders suck. They're going to win this game handedly. And everybody's going to be like, hey, Derek Carr. No, no. Derek Carr sucks. Texans are worse. It's the only reason why the Raiders are going to win. And I'm just I'm just sick of this. I'm sick of having the air out. Oh, Derek Carr is a good quarterback. He's not a good quarterback. He's very okay. He's been in the league for so long. Finally made the playoffs last year. And everybody was like, wow, Derek, Derek Carr. And then they got Devontae Adams. Now they got a new coach. He's a quarterback. This guy took Tebow to the playoffs. Derek Carr's about to miss out on the playoffs. Derek Carr is the worst quarterback in his division. Book it. Oh, that's not saying much. I feel like there's a lot of good quarterbacks in that. Yeah, in a that lot of good quarterbacks in that division, yeah. <laughs> but I will say, you know how you have, like, locks? This is my lock of the week. This is, this is my trap game of the week. I mean, <clears> I, have, I genuinely think – I'm sticking with quarterback here, but, man, Davis Mills is the guy I'm worried about. I think he's going to somehow find a way to make this game good. I mean, that Raiders defense has not been good stopping guys from scoring. I mean, they made Russell Wilson look like a beast. They're the only team that – did that um, I think the Raiders are undoubtedly going to win this at the end, but I think it's going to be a back and forth brawl. I think this game is actually going to be a really good one. I will, t- I will take the Raiders edging by three, um, 38-5, high scoring. They just Wow. Good. Okay. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, I'm going to echo what you guys mentioned. I thought the Raiders were going to be a lot better than this coming into the season. <clears throat> I thought that Derek Carr to Devontae Adams' connection from Fresno State was going to look a lot better than it does. Derek Carr, man, this guy's career, he gives so much effort, but the talent is not there to match his effort, unfortunately. And the Raiders just continue to underperform. I don't like Josh McDaniels as a coach. I don't think he's a good coach. I don't like his body language. I don't like his like emotional state during the game, after the game. Texans are going to win this, guys. Texans are going to upset this team. They're going to win 23-21. to And Damian Pierce is going to have 200 yards and two touchdowns. He's going to break out in this game. So that's the way I see it going. Moving along to my Seattle Seahawks at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers are favored by five points. I'll go ahead and get started here. So Keenan Allen, I'm not sure if he's going to play in this game. Uh, Tyler Lockett, it looks like he may or may not play in this game. Um, Chargers, they don't have a home field advantage. There's going to be a ton of Seahawks fans in this game. Um, the Seahawks offense has been the, the better unit most of the season, but the defense last week put on an amazing performance. And this kind of happens with the Seahawks. Like The defense always starts off the season not great, and then the offense... You know, picks it up later. But this week, I think you're going to finally see the convergence of the defense and the offense coming together. And, of course, I'm going to pick my Seahawks 28-25. Yeah, shut down Herbert, huh? Shut him down. Well, if he doesn't have – listen, if he, does, if he doesn't have Keenan Allen especially, Mike Williams is also one of the most underwhelming uh, wideouts, 
you know, like underperforming wideouts in, in, in the league. And Gerald Everett played for the Seahawks last year, so they know how to cover that guy. So who else do they have other than Eckler? Eckler might have a good game. What do you guys think? So, so I so I am very reluctantly going to take the Chargers. Um, and the reason I say reluctantly is because I think the Chargers are more talented. They have a guy who, uh, you know, he's probably my favorite non-Dallas quarterback in the league. I love what Justin Herbert can do. But there's just sometimes I just watch and it's just, uh, I just question some of the, some of the things that he does in the game. And so I can definitely see what you're saying about the Seahawks having a chance here. You know, I agree the Chargers do not have a home field advantage, and that's always going to work against them. I am not a fan of Brandon Sitt. I don't understand what he's doing. Like, it seems like every week he has some boneheaded, like, clock management decision. And to be fair, a lot of coaches do, but when it's when it becomes habitual, you know, that becomes a problem. And I can certainly see, you know, with the way Geno's been playing this year, with the way that offense has been looking, I can see Seattle winning this, but just based off of if I have to pick this game, you know, I'm going to lean towards uh, the Chargers. So I'll just say 28 to 24. I'm going to pick them, uh, but I would not be shocked if Seattle uh, kind of win, takes this one. All right. All right. I'm with I'm, I'm taking the Chargers here. Um, I'm taking the Chargers. I do like the Seahawks. But I'm, I'm with you. I, th- I think the only one who could lose this game for the for the Chargers is, uh, is Brandon Staley. I think he's he's got some terrible decisions. I will say, Dustin Hopkins, I mean, them just having their kicker out. Ah, man. I mean, honestly, I don't even know if it makes a difference for Brandon Staley. I think that's just the way he's always operated is without one. Um but the fact that he's injured might really hurt them here, but I still think they edge this game. I mean, they threw the ball a lot against that Denver defense last week. They didn't score touchdowns, but he threw, what, 57 attempts? Um, yeah. Not scared to throw against that team? That's a scary team to throw against. I thought it will, and he's, he's <laughs> had a lot of chances this week, but I will say I think the Chargers still outscore him. Hmm. Yeah. 35 to 30 here. Okay. I think the Seahawks make it, make it a good one. High scoring. Nice. What do you got? Uh, yeah, I, I I like the Chargers in this one. I mean, I, I'm really starting to like the Seahawks. I, you know, I like your quarterback. Really like Geno. You already know that. Um, really high on uh, Kenneth Walker. Uh, I think uh, Brandon Staley is really high every time fourth down hits. Um, and uh, just, I mean, just to echo what you were saying about Mike Williams, the great Skip Bayless had this quote where he says. Uh, Looks like Tarzan plays like Jane. Completely agree. Mike Williams is an absolute dud. Every time you think he's going to do good, he just disappears. I don't think the Seahawks have anybody that can make him disappear the way the Broncos did last week. I think the Chargers are going to win this game. It's in L.A. Uh, I have it as a high-scoring fair, 38-27. Los Angeles Chargers. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to circling back around on this game tomorrow, guys. All right. We're moving along to the Kansas City Chiefs at the San Francisco 49ers. Chiefs are favored by one point. What do you think of this game? Good game. This one's going to be a good game. I think um, the question here is going to be if the Chiefs start hitting their stride, can 
the San Francisco offense keep pace, and I don't think they can. I don't think Garoppolo can keep pace if Mahomes starts hitting his stride. But if the San Francisco defense can keep them at bay for most of this game, like if you go into the fourth quarter and this game is either tied or it's like a one-score game, like if it's like 17 to 14 or something going into the fourth quarter, then I think things can get interesting because I think San Francisco has a great roster, right? If you take the quarterback out, I think these rosters are somewhat comparable. I still think Kansas City is the better team. Of course, they have the all-world quarterback. So I'm going to take them here. Uh, but I think this is going to be a good game. So I'm going to take Kansas City 31-27. to 27. I think they start pulling away at some point, and then San Francisco starts playing catch-up Okay. Thirty-four, thirteen, Kansas City. Uh, San Francisco does not stand a chance. Uh, wow. They just made Marcus Mariota look like Patrick Mahomes. What's going to happen when they actually go against Patrick Mahomes? Um, no way, no chance. I know the game's in San Francisco. I don't. I don't think uh, McCaffrey's going to play. I don't think it matters if McCaffrey plays. Uh, I think San Francisco should run the ball. 150 times if they have 150 plays. Because if it comes down to quarterbacks, it's not even going to be close. Uh, it will be a cat. They will be playing catch up. I think the Chiefs have a far better quarterback and they're going to build a sustainable lead. And the Chiefs are going to win this handily. Uh, let's say 34 13. Yeah. You said that. Yeah, you that's two predictions. Though. Yeah, yeah. That's. <laughs> That's, did, uh, I, did I say 34? You, you, exactly yeah. you said exactly you that. You said exactly that. Let me take it back. I'm going to change the score. It's going to be 34 to 13. <laughs> Chiefs. Oh, no, I, yeah, I think it's 24-17 uh, Chiefs. I, I do agree the Chiefs are going to – I do think they're going to take the lead early. Um, I do think the Niners are going to try to fight back. Uh, I, I believe McCaffrey is going gonna to be used or, you know, maybe – uh, goal line, goal line kind of formations. Um, they're gonna find a way to get him the ball for sure early on, but it's not gonna be nearly as much as later in the season. Uh, man, I, I, I just like I just like Mahomes too much there. I think it's I think what the problem will be is the Chiefs won't be able to close the game out because they just they just don't know how to run the ball out. Really, that's yeah. about it. Other than that, they're uh, they're gonna take this game home. Okay. Yeah, you know, I'm fairly surprised by this line given the attrition on the, the San Francisco defense. Um, and I'm also sorry to say this. I, I think the, the countdown to the McCaffrey injury has already begun because I, I think I think Shanahan's uh, use of running backs, um, he doesn't care how much, he's, how much he uses them. This was like the worst place for Christian McCaffrey to go, honestly. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take the, the Chiefs beating the Niners 30-23. Uh, to 23. And we're going to move along because I think we only have 10 minutes left on this on this call. So we'll mo move along to the last two games. Pittsburgh Steelers at Miami Dolphins. So the Dolphins are favored by 7.5 points. What do you guys say about this game? Dolphins win this one. Two is back. Passing attack is back. Dolphins win this one. I think they win this one 28-24. That's my prediction. Okay. 24-13. Uh, definitely... Uh... Dolphins take this one. Uh, I do like their offense. I love the way they move the ball. I mean, I guess the Steelers could. Uh, I don't know. They've been up and down on defense, but they always find find a defense somehow. With that said, 
too many, too many weapons. Not even too many weapons. It's just two weapons. It's 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 Waddle and Hill. Those guys are unblockable. I mean, Hill's season is unbelievable, and that's given. I think they're both top five receiving yards. Ah, man, gotta take them all the way. Okay. I'll take Miami twenty-three to twenty-one. I think Pittsburgh misses a late field goal. Um, if Tua wasn't playing, I would probably lean towards taking Pittsburgh here. Uh, for some reason, I just feel like this is a game that I could see them winning. But I think with you know Miami getting their quarterback back, I think they kind of get back to playing how they were playing in the first few weeks of the season. So I'm gonna take yeah, yeah, you know, I've been seeing the Steelers kind of move up a little bit, to be honest with you. I think they're, they're starting to improve. I thought that they were the, one of the worst teams in the league early, but I think they're improving. I think Miami is still the better team, and getting Tua back, Tua and the two receivers, um, I think they pull this out, but I think it's going to be very close. 18-17, uh, Dolphins beat the Steelers. So just one more thing, Mo, just on Tariq Hill. You know he's on pace to break Calvin Johnson's single-season record, right? The receiving yards. Just throwing that out there. I think he benefits from the extra game, but amazing. Yeah. 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 All right. Monday night football game. Chicago Bears at the New England Patriots. Patriots are favored by seven and a half points. What do you guys say about this? So I think I think we all take the L here. So I'm think that's what I think is my prediction for the game. The fact that this is <laughs> the third week <laughs> that we have such a horrible primetime game. Um I think New England's going to win this. You know, I think I think the Bears have a great running game, uh, and and I'm, and I'm including Justin Fields in that. You know, they have Montgomery, they have uh, Khalil Herbert, and then you know they have uh, Fields, and I think they're great at running the ball. But that's about it. And I think Belichick, you know, is so great at scheming against these young quarterbacks. Um, so I'm going to take. I'm going to take New England 20 to, I'll say 13. No, 20 to 10. 20 to 10. Horrible game. All right. Man, uh, I, I definitely take the Patriots. I think I'll, uh, I'm definitely with you on that one. I think we take the L. But do we know who plays? Is it Mac Jones? Is it Bailey Zappi? I think Mac Jones. See, that's even worse, man. I, I was excited to see Bailey Zappi on a primetime game, just on his own, get to enjoy and see if he's, if he's you know, worth what I think he's honestly worth. Um, with that said, I, I see a lot of running in this game. I see a lot of bad football from the from the Bears. I think I think very low scoring from the Bears side. Um, I, I give this twenty to seven for the uh, for the Patriots. Belichick embarrasses the Bears on uh, another primetime game. Just like the Commanders did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nave, um, close this out. Yeah, I, I mean, Mo, just to piggyback on what you said, I also want to see the second coming of Tom Brady uh, take the field on primetime. Uh, I think Bailey Zappi is going to be a fine quarterback in this league, whether it's for the Patriots or for somebody else. I do think there is a quarterback controversy in New England. I think this guy's got what it takes uh, I think he went 17 to 21 last week, or in his first start last week, he threw for over 300 yards, a couple touchdowns. Um, I do hope the Bears win. I don't want them uh, stacking up losses before they they face uh, Dallas, uh, but I don't see that happening. Even if Mac Jones starts, um, I have the Patriots winning this one, 
24-13. All right. Yeah. In my opinion, this line should be higher. I mean, seven and a half points. The Patriots against a bad team at home on Monday night. Guys, they're, they're going to dismantle them. This is going to be really bloody. It's going to be Patriots 45, Bears 17. They're going to run all over them. They're going to pass all over them. 17 is generous, bro. In, in garbage time. In garbage time, they're going to put up. They're going to have maybe like seven or ten and put up you know, seven more. But So that's how I see that going out. So, guys, thank you so much for jumping on this week seven Pick'em Show. I'm going to give you the chance. Do you guys want to plug anything, your social media or any businesses, before we close this out? Ooh, all right. Yeah, the guys at Hasbro, they're not getting any more free shout-outs. <laughs> just, just to let you guys know, it's 2022. Everybody's got their iPads and their Cocoa Melons and their Baby Sharks. And I've been shouting you out for two free episodes. It's not happening again. Reach out to the guys at Football v. Football. You know, maybe we can get something to work out. But until then, it's uh, Second Rise Coffee Guys. Second Rise. Nice. I'm definitely going to plug in Coconut Oud on this one. Actually. Oh, you beat me to it, man. Hey, man. I, I didn't do it last week, but I got to do it this week. It's uh, Coconut Oud all the way, man. I uh, love the work they're doing. I love what they're bringing over here to the, the DMV area. Um, unlike unlike any uh, anything you guys have seen, if you haven't tried it yet, check them awesome. out at Coconut Oud. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so I got nothing this week because most is still mine. So, and I can't plug Plato again. Because we're kind of like... Hey, don't say their name. We don't yeah, say yeah. their name. We don't say their name. It's the guys at Hasbro until they reach out to us. Yeah. yeah. Omar, edit this, please. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, no it's, it's, it's saying. No Maybe I'll tag them. Maybe we, we can get that sponsorship finally. But, um, yeah, thank you guys so much, man, for jumping on this Week 7 Pick'em Show. Um, this has been the Football v. Football Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at football underscore v underscore football. On Twitter at fball v fball. We're on YouTube, Spotify, and Anchor. And you can support this podcast on Kofi, ko-fi.com forward slash football v football. Hamoud, Naif, Omar Yusuf, thank you guys so much for jumping on and have a fantastic day, football fans. Thank you guys.